0: hey guys this is trish and today i'm uh joined by a special guest who's gonna introduce himself uh in a little bit first of all i wanted to thank you all for our 1000 plus listens on this podcast um i'm just so happy and grateful to you guys um we're so happy that you always come here and support us. And please continue to share to our podcast uh, and continue to listen. We're open to hearing what you guys think about our podcast and how we can continue to grow moving forward, grow the community and grow as individuals. Um, Mr. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yes, uh, hi, wonderful listeners. Uh, I go by Manawi, son of the soil.
2: Yes, so,
1: like, you can you can call me that.
2: Okay,
0: welcome, welcome. Um, how is your day going?
1: Um, the day is going pretty good. Um, you know, summer is around the corner, so that's it's kind exciting. of days because it's cold. It's cold right now, but yeah,
2: a lot. on.
0: Okay, well, our weather is very bipolar, so um sometimes it's warm sometimes it's not as warm but um yeah just it's 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 nice that summer is coming around i'm also very excited to be outside we'll be graduated by the time this summer comes around and honestly i am telling employers that i can only start like in june like mid-june or uh, July for real because I'm trying to, you know, it takes some time I'm to unwind. Trying, trying, to... <laughs> trying to summer. Um, but it's also like I kind of do need the job because it can't be summering too much without racks, you feel me? So right, oh, yeah, it's
1: an expensive lifestyle for sure. It's it's gotta a, be funded
2: somehow.
0: Exactly, it's a balance. Um, but yes, definitely excited for what's ahead. Um yeah so today we're going to review Top Gun. I watched this movie like a year ago um and yeah you can go ahead and start off like um tell me w- tell the the listeners the whole like storyline behind Top Gun basically.
1: all right um so essentially you know one of the world's favorite actors uh, Tom Cruise is like the- the, the lead actor of this one, and he is a part of, like, the U.S. Air Force, um, and essentially he he's one of the best at what they, what they do, but then he's come of age now and he's almost retired, But then he's called back uh, to lead and train um, uh, younger, um, you know, pirates for a crucial mission important to, I think, the U.S. government in that movie. To go and destroy something. So these are like fighter pilots. So he comes in and he tries to train them. It works, uh, but then he because the, the fact of the matter is he's the best pilot around. And then towards the end, he is the one that actually uh, leads the team into into uh,
2: you know their their mission, and uh, they succeed obviously because it's a Tom Cruise movie.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I re- I really enjoyed um, watching that movie.
2: The mm-hmm. the stunts it's always the blood pumping thing that happened with Tom cruise
0: movies yeah um i completely agree with the whole stance the stunts that they had and um you know they really made the experience um memorable in terms of you really felt like you were on the edge of your seat when they started flying and doing all of these things um, what I would say about that movie for real, like that kind of always upsets me when it comes to American movies is this whole villainizing of, um, you know, other countries and acting like they're the savior or whatever. Um, because in this case, I think it was Korea, right? Is it, was in North Korea yeah, or something?
1: It was, it was, it was someone. I mean, there's a thing with, with America acting as, um, big brother. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll, 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 get into that also later, uh, later in the podcast, but yeah, well. It was the days of the american empire so to say. So
0: they're on top um, let them do what they they do i guess i guess i guess yeah but um yeah that was something that obviously stood out to me and i didn't like uh but you know that that's an old story like that always happens they always do that um another thing that i would say was a little bit of cliche was like the whole storyline like you know go back to the <laughs> town you were from and then fall in love with a girl and save the world and yay you like that's basically right. what it was so the i class, thought it was a classic, big cliche classic
1: American tale,
0: exactly um so it was all right though like it, for for the purposes of the movie and you know um it was it was a good movie like i would give it a solid like seven six and a half seven
1: I would like to
0: hear the movies do you rate higher. I'm I'm definitely more of a I want a movie that has um cultural significance so to say and um honestly to be honest, uh movies that promote the black agenda are really the ones that hit me the most. Especially if they're like well crafted as well. Um so (laughs) I'm biased in that way, but whatever. Like we said, their American movies are biased. I am allowed to be biased in my own right, uh, right, right, my own right. right so, <laughs> what?
1: I, I give that one hundred percent.
0: What would you give it?
1: Um, I'll give it a conservative eight point five.
0: Um. Okay. So I'm gonna ask you to kind of can you remove your your microphone? Let's see how that goes, and then put it back. Uh, No, and then I'll put it back. I want to see, I want to hear how it sounds when it's just, um, you speaking on the phone.
1: Okay. Uh, how does it sound now?
0: With the phone to your ear.
1: With the phone to my ear?
0: Yes, not on speaker. All
1: right. How does it sound now?
0: It's a lot better. Um, continue to project your voice, please. And yeah, we can move on.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um... So the thing is, there's this like little, you know, when you're recording and there's like waves kind of, so I can yes. see some, when you're speaking now, it's a little bit higher before it was almost flat. So,
1: yeah. Sure. All right. All right. Sure. As long
0: as you can hear me more clearly now. Yes. Um. Yeah. Shout, shout. Don't be afraid to shout into the phone.
1: Okay, sure. I'm just, I'm just maybe, you know, worried about my my neighbors.
0: Your neighbors? Uh, you have a roommate? (laughs) Uh, yeah, I got, I got,
1: I got a roommate.
0: Okay, no, I won't take too much of your time, so they won't complain. Uh, Hopefully, they won't complain too much.
1: And
0: and if they do, just like point them to me. I'll be like, I'm so sorry. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm throwing you under the bus.
0: Um, Okay, so uh, today let's jump into our topic of the day. Without further ado, we want to talk about the documentary that came out last week on the gold mafia in Zimbabwe. So background to those who don't know or haven't watched the documentary is basically talking about how top government officials in Zimbabwe are smuggling gold out of zimbabwe uh with like no checks no taxes paid nothing they're like literally just taking the gold selling it and pocketing the money um these people are did they say like 200 million in two weeks or something like that like but they're moving money real money every every other week it's it's crazy and for some background this lady uh Henrietta rishwaya was already found at the border at at the airport doing exactly what they were describing in the um in the documentary where she had a suitcase full of gold and flying out to dubai and they do give uh like more evidence of that in the documentary um and yeah like this is she was arrested before but released because she's the president's niece and she's the minister of mines and whatever. Like, imagine how that looks. And she's back in her position as a minister of uh, mines as well. And it's it's just crazy. Um. So basically, that's what it is about. Um. And they have uh, you know, um, evidence, so to say. There's also people from South Africa involved. Some people from this guy who used to be in Kenya. But was actually had to leave Kenya because he was found uh in such dealings so yeah um tell me what you thought of the documentary post pre, during everything
1: All right, uh, so I'll just start like you know uh, before it actually came out, and the sort of like uh when, when the trailer initially came out, that's probably um to go now. Um, obviously, the documentary said to, like, highlight what we already knew, like, as a, as a population of the country, we already knew that there is massive massive um, corruption happening, uh, but we just didn't know how exactly it was happening. So I think this documentary notes um, shed some light on exactly how they, they do it and how they launder that money to make sure that it appears to be clean, because that's, that's how you're supposed to do it. Uh, you can't go around spending money that's, that's not accounted for, or else you have... Um, you know, the authorities on 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 your on, mm-hmm. on, on you, so to say. Um, so you know, then then it comes to 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 watching the actual documentary. Um, it was eye opening for most. Um, like I was saying, like we already knew that corruption is 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 happening. Like uh, Zimbabwe is a rich country. Like in Africa, it's probably maybe the Congo, um, maybe South Africa and. Egypt possibly that, in terms of resources and resources alone, are richer So mm. it makes no sense that we are in the situation that we're in right now mm. when, uh, as a country uh, filled with all these riches, I mean, in, on the issue of gold, um, gold has been mined in our country for over a thousand years of history, really look at it, i um, pretty sure we both went to, to, to swims about with the history, We know, about the, the Bel State, the Roger State, the Monom Tapa State, and how gold mining was even a big thing. Mm-hmm. back there in those medieval um states so and then right now uh, you know when you're then to look at it and looking at like some of the the key players that have been implicated in the first episode of this particular documentary um i don't want to make this a racial thing um but it will come down to that as well um there aren't too many black players involved. um if you look if you look at it from one angle um i mean condoning yeah
0: I would, I would, I would disagree with that part because I feel like it's a lot, it's, it's mostly black players, but what, what I would say is, it's in the top, like the people actually orchestrating this are not black, like, well, there are some black ones, but, um, the, looking at the whole process as a whole, it's a lot of black people, but the top boys, like the big boys are, are not, yeah, you can get, yeah.
1: And I think you know watching the the, the whole documentary um the, the one guy in, in particular that I think is doing more uh harm than any kind of good that he claims is doing is the indian pasta uh the one that was removed from Kenya mm-hmm. um because he was he almost he go close to 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 getting indicted for um his shady things that he was doing in um in in Kenya. Then he fast forward now he now moved to Zimbabwe um I think there was a part in the documentary where he you know, um you would have gone through like the proper channels um to get the gold out of the country, but then he does not then on, on on his return to the country with the hard currency that a country so desperately needs. Uh, I think in one instance he was supposed to bring back over two million dollars but then exactly international, he cleared uh, ninety eight thousand um, mm-hmm. dollars as the money that was brought back into the country. Mm-hmm. so it's it's then uh, that that's where the real issue uh, is. Uh, because at, at, the end of the, at the end of the day, you know the country should benefit from the resources that are uh, are mined uh, mm-hmm. out of a lot of its its, its ground. Mm-hmm. So I think he is and and at the same time, I think he's also deceitful to some of the government officials who maybe got into into bed with these people thinking maybe they could actually you know be be of some benefit. because um also in the documentary there's the one lady from the fbi
2: mm-hmm. who
1: clearly says that um, you know they want to the bubble off of the global financial system like completely cut off and that coupled with the uh, Zedera
2: sanctions and many many other sanctions that the country can put up mm-hmm. um it it then becomes extremely um,
1: difficult to, to then trade on a, on a, on a global scale. So mm-hmm. maybe that's when these um, individuals and these mafia saw an opportunity to then approach the involvement government and say, hey, we can then hold your gold and bring it back hard currency that the country needs. Um, because officially, what, what's supposed to actually happen is the gold is supposed to, get, to be bought directly by the Reserve Bank. But however, the Reserve Bank doesn't have money. Um, which is which is odd in itself because that's the reserve bank of the entire country, but then the currency that we use has no international value like the, the bond notes. You cannot transact with those with that currency outside outside of the country, and there is no gold dealer out there who then accepts payments
2: in the form of, of bond notes bond mm-hmm. um, so you know the the reserve bank is too broke to then
1: go and buy it from these small scale and even the large companies to buy that gold directly to, because they do not have the money. So these players then saw a an opportunity there to be like, okay, we can then buy this gold and then go and sell it on behalf of the government and then receive a commission. Mm-hmm. So the issue then then rises um, when Patni, I think his his name is, uh, he then claims to have taken out uh, a certain amount of gold, then brings it back, um, and they get uh, a commission
2: on, on on top of that, doing that for the government for uh crazy amounts of money mm-hmm. and then when he comes back
1: he then declares uh just a, a small fraction of, of of that amount so he he is one well, he he should answer mm-hmm. um because first of all he's not even as a public national but he has he has benefited a lot from our resources just by being a criminal mastermind mm-hmm.
0: yeah um and i feel like okay let's talk about the sanctions first of all let's look at the sanctions what i i think sanctions are they're really i don't see them as a solution i see what they're trying to do right but they're not a solution um because sanctions really target they okay they end up affecting the grassroots people as we see um displayed in this uh documentary where the the wholesaling of gold is going down another like road because um of the sanctions and the that foreign currency that is coming back into the country is just going to individuals pockets and not being distributed to um to people um you know like to benefit the zimbabweans we're always we always see these long queues at banks where people not everyone is a gold panner we might say okay that that sector they're getting us dollars but not everyone does that and it's like what about the rest of the civil servants or other uh, people in other occupations how is that supposed to that whole system supposed to work and those are the ones affected by those sanctions because clearly these are the people who are still getting the money that they you know that they want um what do you think uh is like the i don't want to say the solution, but what do you think of sanctions and um yeah, what do you think about that situation?
1: Uh, first of all, I think um we should not be under um, sanctions because as you said the the people are really affected are the, the the grassroots people, people who haven't done anything to deserve the kinds of effects that these sanctions are, uh, are, you know, the, the, those, those sort of effects, they, they're just detrimental to to the, to the, to the common man, the,
2: the normal person, mm-hmm. right? And the people that are, these sanctions are targeted for, or they, they won't really feel it, um, because they will, they will, they'll find a way. Uh, man, the gold mafias, the, the way they do their business just, another mm-hmm. box that they've
1: just been using to, 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 to get money into their pockets. Um, That's it, you know, I get why, uh, you know, some of these sanctions were were put, but I don't believe that uh, the people that put the sanctions on us have any moral uh, standing to to put us under sanctions, uh, for example, Um, because it's it's this whole notion of the the whole Big Brother mentality thing that, oh, I am the U.S. of A, and if I say, do this, and you don't. Uh, We're gonna put you under sanctions. I mean the latest case the the, the latest high-profile case is that of
2: uh, President Mussolini of Uganda, Mm -hmm. and um, He was uh, Asked
1: uh, Or maybe told by the American government to like uh, legalize homosexuality and then he in turn Said this does not go down with our Mm -hmm. um, Cultural values Mm -hmm. Uh, And Then in return uh, the, the u.s. The Senate and Congress are in the middle of drafting up sanctions um, uh, for Uganda just because they refuse to to, to bow down to the wishes of the West. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there's the whole sort of like sanctioning thing. I don't think it's I don't think it's right. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Because as we say, the people that are affected are just the people who have no idea what's going on. They'll just just say all the economy is tough." not knowing exactly why it's tough. It's yeah. because of these sanctions, because you should not, you should not, you know, unless the country is like a, a, a danger to, to the world at large, you should not, I don't think sanctions are, have any moral standing. Yeah. You look at the people, you look at the people that, okay. um, put these sanctions on, like the U.S. And, and Europe, um, they are responsible for more deaths in this world than more than anyone. You look at the wars in Iraq, big mistake, Well, big, big mistake. You know, Tony Blair, former British prime minister, just came out uh, you know, a few months ago saying that it wasn't a thing. But millions of lives were lost. And if yeah. you look at that country now... They yeah, have no... When, there's when no reputation. Exactly. Yeah. They, they, they come here, uh, they come to Africa, for example, and, and kill, you know, some of the, the revolutionaries like uh, General Gaddafi, for example, during the Obama administration because, you know, they, they just thought that they, they, they could. But then you look at where Libya is now and you try to compare with like 15 years ago. 15 years ago, it was one of the best countries in the world, an African country.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: then now it's one of the worst. Um, slavery is a the thing there now, you know, trafficking and all that. It's, it's a shadow of its, of it's, its, former self. So sanctions, um, when it comes to them, Zimbabwe, um, the West got very, very angry you know, right up close to two thousand when um the war veterans uh, were like, Okay, we're just going to go and grab this land uh by by force, um, from the White Farmers.
2: Mm-hmm. And then that's that's where the whole thing started and then, you know, hear the,
1: the the Pentagon in the United States being on record saying that they're going to make the Zimbabwean economy scream. That's the that's the whole Imagine. The, imagine the, that. Yes.
0: And that's war right. that's also those are war crimes as well, like we they don't right. want to look at it as that, but they are also causing deaths by these actions that they that they do. And it's funny, like how do these sanctions always go one way and not the other way? They, it's always African countries under sanctions, always, always. What about who's giving the U.S. sanctions for all of the damage that they do continuously? And um, it, I feel like whenever, like you said, as long as the people are not doing what they wish them to do then it's like bad boy and then we're gonna dog or whatever you know type right. vibes, and it's like what are you what is that and what where are we moving as humanity if that is how we are continuing to teach each other have we evolved at all like and that's why you see the same problems continuing to um to you know um uh, to to continue <laughs> in america from like back then when black people were being um abused today they have not solved those issues um and they'll continue to not be solved because they have no level of introspection and um you know just being like are we really any example of how the world should be if we can say that you said earlier um when we when we spoke earlier that um america it's the era of the american kingdom or something like that but yes. it's like, what are they truly representing just capitalism and continuing to money, 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 zero moral, uh, moral standing, as you said, zero, yeah. um, you know, real like futuristic type of leadership does not exist here. It's all about who's giving these people the most money always. And it's, exactly. is that all that we want the world to be?
1: It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but I think that's the way that the world is always operated you know, from the beginning of time. You look at, um, all the other empires before this one. I mean, this one, this one is the, the, the latest empire really, that, that's there right now. Um, you look back in history, you know, the Roman empire, the, and how they went about their business, the Ottoman empire, how they went about the business. There's the same key, key traits of, okay, we're on top so when we say jump you say how
0: high but if we're talking if say, about if we're talking about like yeah. human beings being like evolving over time then we cannot say look back and be yes history does repeat itself but where how have we grown from back then to now i do feel like eventually um you know with our generation generations to come things are going to change like there is no way this is not the answer it's really not the answer it, it was never the answer back then this is why we're in the situations we're in right now and we cannot expect that to be the answer today
1: yes that that is true i think um in terms of like an answer in terms of like a, a solution i think africans should focus on on africa especially yes. at this generation you mm-hmm. forget Currently, the uh, median
2: age in Africa is 18.5
1: years. That's the median age, meaning, you know, we don't have too many old people on the continent. Mm-hmm. Um, so very soon, you know, a, a, a billion, more than a billion people you, you see in the world will be will be African. And mm-hmm. that kind of, uh, continent is so huge, so vast, we can, everyone can fit in there. Um, which brings me back to, to General Gaddafi and why he was killed. Uh, or allegedly why why he was killed he wanted to essentially make Africa one country right
2: that in itself um would mm-hmm. cause massive destabilization of other regions in the world mm-hmm.
1: um because for them to remain where they are, Africa needs to remain where it is now yeah um but then but then if there 's a collective consensus amongst all Africans that this is actually what is at play. And we just come together and be like, okay, enough is enough. Uh, let's just True. find uh, routes and ways to, to to be able to manage the resources we, we have um, for the common good of the African child.
0: Yes, um, I completely agree. Um, we might want to, you know, villainize um, um, Malcolm X and um make um what's his name martin luther king the hero the hero but let's be honest what he was saying is what we need to establish our position as black people like we if it has to be radical um because that is the only way that we're going to have a voice um in you know in all of these issues uh of the world and i feel like that voice is what is much much needed um in just like at like the global situation in terms of all these wars everyone wanting money everyone wanting to be at the top if we look at traditionally how africans view just like being kinsmen basically it's it's something that comes from Coming from a place of peace and not a place of violence. Uh, we look at, uh, you know, even how we got colonized is because we were just there looking for peace instead of, you know, building up arms immediately and starting to fight. It's the African leaders wanted peace. And I feel like nonviolent resolution is one of uh, things that we need to really look at. And speaking about uh, Gaddafi um general Delphi and uh you know his all fe- he featured in the documentary as well like when that guy right. uh crowned him the 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 kings of kings king of kings yeah. i was no i was like damn i wish he wasn't there because i don't want him to be associated with all of the other stuff that was going on in that documentary yes. but i guess maybe um i don't know and <laughs> i don't know what the extent that their relationship. Uh, you know, um, w- w- to what extent, um, it was you know deep, like how deep yeah. it went, but, um, I wanna say like guys, these men of God, cause in Zimbabwe and in the documentary, Hubert Angel was huge at some point. That man was huge. Yeah. Like everyone right. was talking about him and how he's a man of God, how he's a pastor, and all of this. Obviously, for me makandiwa Hubert angel all these people can miss me grace would please miss me i don't want anything to do with that um but that just goes to show like even from before from the beginning of colonization these men of god guys be wary please be wary you
2: should yeah
1: people should be, be very wary and it's it's very unfortunate for um the, the the religion that is christianity that there are all these bad players who then use um the word of god to to try and you know get a get get manipulate get a people swindle. yeah manipulate people because i still remember when when the trailer um of, of this 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 documentary came out you look all over social media uh human angels congregants were all over defending him that oh papa could never do this or you're just trying to implicate him but uh, the man is on the camera, he's on record, uh, mm-hmm. trying to concoct one of the most corrupt deals ever. Mm-hmm. Um, could that deal have a benefit of the country? Maybe, because they're trying to smuggle in 1.2 billion dollars. And he said because of his diplomatic status, um, his bags won't be searched. He went so far as to say he could put a man in a bag at the airport mm-hmm. and they won't search him.
0: And when he um, said that, and- I was like... Mm-hmm these people are very much capable of killing people and doing exactly that. Like, what, why would someone say that? Like, that just really means a dead body in your bag can cross the borders. That's what you were saying. And it's like, are you for real right now?
1: I guess that's, um, you know, the powers of diplomacy. I, I guess every most diplomats have, all over the world, have probably such powers yeah so now we got it's very tricky
0: it's really like very disappointing Uh we trust our leaders with all of this power and all of these laws and these laws only apply to us the people that are not in authority and they just do whatever they want with with uh with the laws it's it's very sad and disheartening to see our leaders um be at the forefront of such nonsense and like you said um at the beginning guys corruption is nothing new in zimbabwe let's be honest even in every the everyday zimbabwe and the normal Zimbabwean practices corruption all the time like we like i always used to say and me and my friend david always used to say um our leaders are a reflection of who we are as a people And if we are not willing to change as people and you ask yourself as an individual every day, I know it's not easy. And I know, uh, you know, people are like, "Ah, uh, and stuff, right. But if we, if we're not willing to change, our leaders are always going to be a reflection of, of us um in in that way corruption is not is not new in zimbabwe that one billion dollars that he was talking about moving to zimbabwe was never going to go to anyone else but them it was like he can't he can't argue could he wanted to bring investment into the country or whatever because we know this we've been known these people they do this all the time like what
1: right it's so annoying. And you, you find someone like Patney, the uh, the Kenyan Indian, uh, saying that you know the people are quote unquote happy um, right now and everything is stable. There's, no There's nothing there,
0: stable. There's nothing stable. What do you stable. mean? What is stable in Zimbabwe? Every Anything. other day. <laughs> Every other day people are migrating, leaving the country. every other day, this, exactly. these young people you were talking earlier about how it's eighteen point two years the medium median age. It's also because a lot once people reach a certain age, they're leaving, people are leaving, and then it's these young people left, and they'll probably get their shit together and leave too at some point.
1: Mm-hmm. That is
0: true. Okay, so I want to ask you, oh sorry, go ahead.
1: No, no,
0: no. You, you go ahead. Okay, I was gonna ask you, um, how do you see um, oh, have you heard anything about how Zimbabweans back home are reacting to the documentary and what what are your predictions of like how it's gonna go? Like literally, no one right now. I don't think anyone's been arrested or anything. Um, what do you think is gonna happen, especially given that our elections are, um, in the next in May.
1: Okay. Um so from a reaction standpoint i've been speaking to quite a few people back home um people are angry
2: Mm -hmm. they they are um you know because like i mean we already said that people already knew that corruption
1: is there um but then now people have actually you know put some faces to it um it's it's more into some faces and some names and just the whole system uh, because the, the whole system is is
2: is basically exposed, so people are angry. However, there are there are always two sides to 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 the coin, right? So I won't come up with a
1: conclusion right now with the, with three more to come. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen, right, uh, the majority of the people are angry. They're on the same side, like well, this is messed up. And then there are just section, a section of the economy that seems to be defending the mafia in itself. Um I think there was a, a voice note from Henrietta Rishwaya that circulated social media over the last weekend uh how she, while she was calling uh Zimbabwe's Danderheads um, that's very funny. She was calling Zimbabwe's danderheads for uh in linking sanctions again um, to the whole issue saying how else are we supposed to get hard currency into the country when we are banned from the global market so there's a small section of the population some probably are saying that in their own defense because they're part of the, the system you have um, controversial figures like fashion um, java for example mm-hmm. he came out with the and shared his own two cents essentially calling telling people and i call it brain so when i look at it right um mm-hmm. so I, I want to keep like a, a conservative stance you know, because the, the the whole gray area with like um sanctions being involved in the whole issue and you know what what the the the, the, the side on the defense is saying that hey we need to get money into the country somehow um because you look at the bond note that we have right now is asking for out what the rate is now mm-hmm. um it said 1,500. Oh, uh, bro. For like, for, like, for like one US dollar. Then I, I'm taking back to, um, to, to 2008, for example, where Combi and their equivalent to Bouchikura five trillion. Five right? trillion. So, so these people who are defending whatever is going on, calling it a Western CIA project just to cause regime change and social unrest within the country, there are people saying that, and mm-hmm. saying that. Well, look at the rate right now; it could be worse. Uh, you look at the things that were introduced last year, like the gold coins, for example. Um, so some of yeah, some of these things, what the, the, the defenders are saying, uh, actually saying, it could be worse mm-hmm. than it is right now because of everything. Because again, they're trying to make this a bubble economy mm-hmm. scream. So they're saying it, it could be worse, but then it's also very, very hard to then get behind um these people who are defending it um because it's all from 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 the people's standpoint it's like okay you look very fine where you are right now but you're not seeing where we're at Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense uh so that's that's where the there's a massive like you know
2: disconnection between uh the majority of the zimbabwean population who are suffering Mm and by their own right um and
1: you then look at um, the, the the higher ups in the country, the people who are affiliated with the president and top government officials who are essentially then saying, hey, you want to go back to 2008? Okay, you don't want to go back there. We know what we're doing. And then from a global standpoint, you look at how Zimbabwe has positioned itself with like some of
2: the powers and what is currently happening in the world. You look at um, the war that is
1: happening in Ukraine right now, for example. Uh, it's about where diplomatically is on the Russian side of things. Um, Russia and, and China, the events about relations have been very strong, uh, predating independence. you uh, mm-hmm. so know, Russia and China did a great job in, uh, training, uh, all guerrillas to, 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 to go and fight for independence from us. So, so, so. From, since then, the, the relations have always been strong. And then there have also been talks about how uh, how maybe the gold standard could be back in effect very mm-hmm. soon, sooner mm-hmm. than people expect, because uh, the U.S. dollar is right now, according to some experts, under massive pressure, because currently that is the world's store of value. Mm-hmm. But people are more and more not... Uh, you, they, they're not having confidence in it
2: mm-hmm. and
1: if you look at, if you look at it now uh the BRICS, like brazil russia is it uh, iran israel uh then yeah that that breaks sort of like um you know organization it's 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 going toe with NATO right now um
2: putin um, putin was heavily sanctioned when he moved into into ukraine Mm-hmm. But
1: then his economy hasn't, hasn't coughed. I was to a few friends of mine who are in Russia. Everything mm-hmm. is business as usual. Uh, and the, the Russian ruble has actually gained value against the U.S. dollar ever since all of this happened. And I think last week, um, President Xi of the Chinese Communist Party mm-hmm. was in Russia. And we already know that these two are concocting something, um, to try and topple the U.S. dollar. This is what some speculators are saying. So, when you try to look to look into a global perspective into like what is happening right now, you hear of Vision twenty thirty. Vision twenty thirty is not Ed's thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, contrary to like popular belief, there is something happening with the Chinese and the Russians as well. And I think we might go back to uh, asset based currencies which would benefit um, the Russians and all of Africa. But mm-hmm. then the people would be under tremendous pressure would be the West. Because right now, the West and their relations with Africa are messed up. Mm-hmm. They're messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kamala Harris is in Ghana right now mm-hmm. trying, to, to t- yeah, trying to, to, to limit um, the, the the relations that have been created between China and Russia. I think it's too late for that. I yeah, she's Africa probably...
0: as as you were saying that i i really thought like they're just trying to patch up like uh, relations on on that front but i mean ghana should definitely get whatever they can from the from the um from the situation but bro let's all remember that we need to choose ourselves and each other before anything else, and I also feel like even this whole thing with sanctions and um if people want to argue um in terms of um you know they're doing this to bring foreign currency into the country and whatever i the solution isn't to try to cut corners and find other ways to do this to continue to um uh, you know support the u s dollar um as the current as like the the currency that holds the most power whatever the solution is really let's let's start from from the ground up and build our own economy in africa like we no other african country as as far as i know given another one sanctions like let's work from that would if we're independent then we don't have to be constantly seeking approval seeking these u.s dollars from in in you know ambiguous ways at this point um so i i I feel like that would be the solution and um that whole asset base system is fine but these african leaders bro they're so corrupt it's like is that even going to help anyone else at that point but i i support it i i don't know like all of this russia and ukraine stuff bro that that is america's baby and america is concerned about that the uk is concerned about that but it's also just them wanting to continue to have a certain amount of power and i feel like we're on the verge of war if we're being honest we're probably on the verge of war because and and when we look at it the united states constantly um invests billions and billions into their military and um, the equipment and stuff, and
1: yeah. I don't know, like bro. Last year, last year the the Pentagon could not account for
2: over two point five trillion dollars uh, to to the American
1: Congress. So, you know, that money uh, is probably linked to the military industrial complex uh, in America. So, and they're so, also uh, in debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, Thirty trillion, what they're about in mm-hmm.
0: debt, and um. I everyone i think is they're panicking things are just happening that sometimes yes um we don't we if you're if you haven't done enough research you really don't have the capacity to even as we speak about this like now i'm just thinking there's so many fronts that you know and every uh, there's the flip side of the coin every single time it's like it's so much to think about the chinese um could be good or bad in this case because if they're on our side they also have pretty good um you know technology um but let's not forget how abusive and um you know racist the chinese are even when they are in zimbabwe um you know not just in china towards other africans but in zimbabwe towards the zimbabweans i've lived amongst them and there, there are people like us, so they have feelings. They also, you know, but they will choose the Chinese and their culture, and you know their purpose before they anything else. And they don't see us as equals. I think they just see us as a means to an end, for you.
1: One hundred percent, and I think that's what Africans should um, learn because all of these powers that come. In, in, into Africa trying to foster relations, they're only advancing their own interests. They're not just going to, to try and forge relationships with some African leaders if
2: they're not going to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. I think
1: um, Zimbabwe, for example, last last year we had uh, the, the, the new par- uh, parliament in uh, Mount Hampton that was donated by the, the Chinese and the new capital that was formed over there. They're not
0: just mm-hmm. giving, giving, giving these things to us, uh, like they gave us, they built the National sports Stadium also. And the thermal and power this, plant, they built that. Exactly. The, exactly. So they're <laughs> we not all just the giving,
1: they're not just giving us these, these, these things. Another thing like with the Chinese in, in, in particular is the, the, the,
2: Chinese debt trap, um, that they will give Africans, uh, these massive,
1: massive loans that
2: they know. They will not be able to repay. I think there's a a a a, an East African country, could be Kenya or 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 Tanzania, that they couldn't repay a debt, and as a result, there's a port there that uh, this is now under like Chinese control, and all of these things are just uh, strategic. Mm -hmm. If you have access to a port, uh, Mm -hmm. things come through there, and, Mm -hmm. and. if you're not controlling a port in your own country, I mean, the, all that revenue goes back uh, and further strengthens uh, the, the
1: Chinese economy more than anything.
0: Yeah, and let's not forget how brutal the Chinese are to their own people. Like, guys, when it's our turn, <laughs> when it's our turn, we're going to cry. We're going to cry. In Zambia, they already have like Chinese um, policemen.
1: That's crazy. That, that is hard.
0: crazy. Um that is- it's hella weird. And I tell you, every, I feel like circling back, where are we going back to? Are going back to Gaddafi? We're going back to Malcolm X? We are going back to strengthening the black agenda and just come on, like, guys, we've suffered already enough. If we have to be cut off yeah. from the rest of the world, let's do that and suffer and, and I, continue. And I
1: think we have the capability and the knowledge and the know how. To survive if mm-hmm. we were to say every African person worldwide, just go back just and go back then, and then remove all the borders and we I'm I'm positive we can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's nothing we do not have. Um, we have massive deposits of like oil, people are worried about oh, how's oil gonna be generated? Nigeria has massive oil and all those other countries and we can't even start when it comes to like oil. Oh, if Africa goes to
0: Arable land.
1: Or, yeah, Africa's to make its own currency. Like what yeah. uh, General Gaddafi wanted, it would be the strongest
2: currency in the world. Yeah mm-hmm. and yeah, so I think Africans just need to uh
1: level up their uh, their, their consciousness, collective consciousness, to actually figure out okay, what is the play, where do we want to go and how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't have a target and if you don't have a plan, uh plan to, to someone's gonna plan target, for you. Yes. You are gonna be a part of somebody else's plan who yes. does not have your best interest at, at
0: heart. Exactly. Um so uh we have ten minutes to go and I just wanna say like to conclude Zimbabweans, you're listening to this. I know you are listening. You people guys There is no way this thing is not going to change if people are not willing to be drastic about these issues. Like, do not think because you are like, oh, you tweet, it's going to tweet. These people did not get the country by just dilly-dallying. These are murderers. And we know this, our president is a murderer. These people were not... It's not these things. And no one's going to save us. If you think, oh, the international community is going to come to the election, they ain't going to do shit because we saw that before. Mugabe didn't care about that. All of the representatives from anywhere can come. He will still do whatever he wants to do. Like, it's up to us. And it's going to have to be something radical. Um, I want to... I don't want to keep on like saying this as like a way to say I'm better than anyone or like I've sacrificed more than other people. Cause I know that there are people who have sacrificed their families and the broken homes in Zimbabwe are so many broken homes because we just have to do it in order to survive. Right. But I've been arrested and went to jail. It's not easy. Like I could have died. Some people have died um, yes. and have been abused but we need to know that these things are gonna happen. These things are going it's gonna be hard. It's going to you know you we might lose some people um they lost people um and I don't know I don't know it's scary it's hard it's not easy, but it's not it's it's no one's coming to save you um and it's only us who are going to continue to have broken homes to continue to have to leave our home to find you know a a livelihood elsewhere um but really there's no place like home even i always talk about this we are not accepted here we might want i might go out there we might have like our places as africans where we hang out whatever but we are not part of america i'm not part of america i'm never going to be part of america everyone in england um like we act like we're happy to be here and shit and it's like oh i'm in america oh this and that there's this and there's that but i want to be home like and i want our home to also thrive um that's the only place where i belong that's the only place i belong um let's just try our best i will continue to do my best as well too like even if i'm not on the ground um i'm just gonna try my best um but yeah, it's not a laughing matter. It's not a joke. These things are happening to us and they'll continue to happen to us. They'll continue to break us and even weaken us against, you know, Western um yeah, rule again. And we are being, we're in neo-colonialism right now. Please don't forget that we are still colonized. We are still very much colonized and 100%. we're the only, It's it's not going to change if we don't change it. If we're all okay with it, we're always gonna be the victims. We're always gonna be the other p- person. Every other day, I'm gonna be asked, "Where are you from?" Until I die in this country. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm not mad at yeah. you, people. I love you. Um, I just, I just yeah. wish we just, I don't know, I don't know, guys. We can just
2: flood our house.
1: Um, because ain't no way African child should be an immigrant all over mm. when their birthrights. Uh, by virtue of the African here it's really speaking but it's, it's, I think it's also more systemic uh, we should look at our systems and try to figure out exactly okay how do we make Africa work for, for Africans and mm-hmm. I think when you leave us we have the mentality of
0: and Julius South Africa. Yes. Julius Maneva is the new Gaddafi. Let's <laughs> see. Julius Maneema should be the president of Africa. He is amazing. I love him. I think I think if we were to have such an election that, okay, we're done with all the deep board and all that, and we
1: need one dude to lead us in
0: front of life, outside is Julius, man. Like... <laughs> bro, like... <laughs> Julius, bro, like that man is going to stand uh, like a man... Oh, my God. Um, and let's not forget, it's possible for one man to lead us to the prom- promised land. Jesus led all of these people. Oh, and Moses also led the people. But I-, I don't know. I don't know if we want one complete ruler like that, like that. But um, someone does have to be in charge. But I definitely feel like we need to also focus on the decentralization of power. Like, because absolute power uh, corrupts absolutely. So... Um, I I do, I do like admire the um, system that they have here in the United States. They have a president, but states each have like power to still do uh, what they want to do within their state. So I I admire that. And I feel like that's what continues to make American democracy thrive um that that's something that i really cannot hold against um americans they'll vote you out <laughs> trump most powerful a guy with so much money still can get booted out so i i really um there's still problems and these uh s- like smaller bodies still control a lot of things and are still a lot of old white men sitting on these uh um, you know places of power but um it gives america does give people some a level of um you know democracy and a voice so uh, i think we need to embrace that more as well in in africa and with us coming together i feel like that will make that more realistic in terms of each country because zimbabwe is not that big it's 12 million people so it would be unrealistic to really kind of decentralize that power from um you know, the president. It's 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 a little it's like you're already small like to what extent can you really decentralize that power, you feel me? But when if we come together, then we can kind of I feel like um it it makes more sense and we can work from that. I don't know if that makes sense but yeah. Yeah
1: it does.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah guys <sighs> you let us know what you think about the documentary uh, we obviously went on different trajectories, maybe didn't focus on it a lot, <laughs>
1: yeah, but the thing is some of these issues they they're all interconnected somehow, yes, um, so yeah, we probably did that a little bit but hey that's that's where the conversation ultimately led us uh, yeah okay, what can we do as Africans because essentially these resources are being planted they they belong to to to, to every African, but yes then we're not seeing we're not seeing the
0: the benefits also definitely so. guys um it breaks my heart that little child in the kumachonyonyo in the rural the most rural areas he, he deserves right. to dream he deserves to he or she right. they deserve to dream they deserve to reach for the stars um and we might not agree on everything but um, let's just agree on seeking freedom for ourselves at least um. Exactly. Thank you so much for the knowledge that you brought onto this podcast. I was just thinking, I was like, hmm, who should I talk to about this? And I was like, TK is... Because is, is, I like how you're also objective about this. You know, sometimes I'm not very objective. Um, and you know yeah, that.
1: I think, <laughs> I think, for me, uh, being objective, it's, it's, it's both a blessing and a curse. Um, because... When, when you're objective about most issues, you make, um, you make enemies on both sides. Uh, so I just try to, 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 to keep an open mind and just try to, to analyze everything from, from above and just try to see, okay, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Because if you don't know exactly what's going on, whatever course of ex- action you're going to take mm-hmm. probably won't be the, the right one mm-hmm. because you would have chosen a, a, a subjective approach uh Yeah, and you know, with some issues I I prefer not to be, not to have a tunnel vision in a sense, yes. and just try to yeah, you know, digest all the information that I have on my fingertips.
0: Yeah, and um, I completely agree. Um, I mean, it's honestly, it's 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 a skill. Um, and I can only hope to you know get to that level because, like you said. You're not going to come out with the best solution, and, and you cannot be a true um, you know leader or a true or have like good insight into things if you can't look at things from both sides so um we are out of time, but I just wanna thank you again and wish you the best with your semester with the rest All right, of your semester a lot, man.
1: We,
0: we, we ought to graduate. yes, we got this, we got this. <laughs> yeah all right bye and thank you guys all right um thank you guys for listening um we will be back with another one sooner than you think um this was just a quick not really quick but um uh we just wanted to give our opinion on what is going down and would love to hear from you and what you guys think so tap in send us a dm um look i'm trying to be objective i said so please give me all all of the contradictory takes give them all to me all right have a good one bye